0: The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 107, I think. I should have written that down. Yeah, 107 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Hello. Uh, this one may be a bit all over the place. We are both very tired for very different reasons. I, the working man, been up all night working nights, barely been awake. Casey has... Uh,
0: eaten my body weight in pancakes because it is Shrove Tuesday.
1: Yep, so, you know, I, I reckon those are both equal... You know, reasons to be tired. And if anything, I'm just jealous of him. Uh, I was going to try and transition. In. I, I thought about transitioning into the game there, but there's a thing that we need to talk about first. I mean, obviously, we don't know them personally or anything, but get well soon to Calvin's granny, Val.
0: Yes, uh, I, uh, everyone's favourite granny who is not their granny.
1: Yeah, I just, um, I obviously, I haven't been up long, but I just saw it on Twitter and stuff. Uh, obviously, she's she has done some stuff. In the media, she was on the documentary, things like that. She comes across as just the loveliest person. So hopefully, she gets well soon. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing to add, but you know, it. it, it she definitely deserves a mention because you know we wouldn't have Calvin without her, and we love Calvin. Yes, and uh, without
0: Calvin, we might struggle.
1: Yeah, without Calvin, we, we have been known Sunday to nights. <laughs> Yes! Uh, I got one in. KC with the transition, he is learning. Oh <laughs> I can
0: see why you do it now. It feels so good.
1: Yep. Uh this did not feel so good. Uh I I've we will go through the goals and stuff, but the, I've just got to put this up. Uh because that is the story of the first half, unfortunately. Um Ian Mellier. Obviously, We'll go into the game itself, but we'll talk about the goals. The first goal, it's a poor pass from Melier to give it away. Ailing backs off too far. He should be closer to Aubameyang. And that one was a very frustrating error to see because it's the exact same thing he did against Harvey Barnes at Leicester. Yeah. Uh, And it got us in trouble there and conceded the first goal it did here. But Yang's shot, as much as he shapes towards the far corner... There's no power on it and Melier should save it.
0: Yeah, I don't, the only bit of leeway I would be willing to give Melier there is is the fact that by the time he hits it, Ayling and, and Cooper are both in front of Abamyang there. Mm. And I don't know if it's just caught Melier out that it's actually got past them or not, but like I say, it was it was disappointing that he, he kind of got as close to goal as he did and was allowed, you know, with us just dropping back. And it's also disappointing for Melier to be beaten at his front post that yeah. easily. But um, that wouldn't be the only one.
1: No, uh, the that's the thing. You know, you, you can get beat at your near post. It's not, the, it's not the end of the world, but it depends on the type of shot. And I don't think that was one that should have beaten. Uh, the most glaring <laughs> was the second goal. Uh, this, I mean, luckily I had... I say luckily a lot of people did there has been tweets all season saying this is going to happen at some point this season because of the way we play Melier is going to make a complete mess of a back pass and when Alisson did it the other week I said right he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world and he's just had an absolute shocker and cost him two goals in two minutes well today was well Sunday that was Melier's day Uh, gets a back pass from Cooper admittedly the, I don't know, I'll say 0.1% out of 100% of the blame. Cooper passes it on his wrong foot. Now 99.9%, Melier has plenty of time to deal with it. Take a touch, either play a pass or just knock it long if you've no options. And he takes a touch, and then he takes another touch where he just kicks it away from himself for no apparent reason.
0: He, I, I like to think he channeled his inner monk from Mean Machine.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: where he's just got his head a bit, and he's, he's just picturing himself scoring a diving header where he starts diving about fifteen yards in front of the ball, and he's scoring overhead kicks and things like that, and starts doing a few tricks and that. But um, yeah, he just that that touch over onto his right foot, which you're slightly concerned with him putting it there anyway. Um, but Yeah he just Completely loses Control of the ball And then bekayo Saka Wins Well Technically His second penalty Of the game Within the space for a couple of minutes
1: Yeah I, um, The thing is The touch from Melier Was so bad That I don't even think I can say bekayo Saka Went in and won it From him
0: <laughs> he, he collected he just, The ball in space <laughs>
1: Yeah he just Got it given to him And Melier Just swung through And kicked him uh it was it was a real um I mean it was a shame. It's one of those things. It was a really, really, really bad error from a very good young goalkeeper.
0: You know I think it was, I think it was around this time I may have just tweeted preemptively, no, this does not mean Kiko should come come back.
1: Well, we've just actually had a comment from Ice Benison saying, I hate these people calling for Casilla to come back in. Messes up against Arsenal needs to be dropped, messes up against Crawley should be starting. Uh I mean, there is truth to that, but there's so many more reasons. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Mellier just, comp- for that second goal, that is just a complete fuck-up. There's no sugar in it, you know, and I am, sh- it's not like, you know, no one needs to tweet him and tell him, he knows full well. Uh, and, you know, then Aubameyang takes a good penalty. Uh, but, and the third goal, the last thing that you need when you're probably responsible for the first goal and you're definitely responsible for the second one is us defenders to just let Arsenal pass the ball around the edge of the box under no pressure whatsoever. They just get to play and play and play. A good little nutmeg pass from Ceballos and Hector Bellerin hits it with power but really close to Melier at his near post. And it beats him. And again, he's got to save it.
0: Yeah, it's really disappointing because it, the the one thing you'd have to say is Melier is in the perfect position for it as well. But there isn't a lot of room between him and, him and his near post. And like you say, yeah, it, it is struck with a lot of power. But th- there's no way that should be getting through.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just one you absolutely have to save. Uh, obviously, I don't really like telling the story of the first half and doing it vi- through the veil of one player because, you know, just saying, oh, well, it's all down to this player. Because it wasn't all down to Melier. But if Melier has even an average game, we're probably going in 1-0 down after a poor half instead of 3-0 down.
0: I mean, I was slightly concerned when Marcel would be able to send Alex Cairns out to warm up. I thought he could be in trouble there.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, that is... In terms of a 45-minute performance, that probably is the only one that's worse.
0: Yeah, it's um, yeah, as a half goes, it's unfortunate. and uh, Like you say, with, with Melier, you can understand why people have kind of called, certainly, the, him getting dispossessed for the second goal, called that coming. Because, it, you know, he is someone who is very comfortable with the ball at his feet and is willing to move the ball around a bit and, and try and wait for the right pass to be open. So, so it's it's not that surprising that it happened. My only hope is that at halftime, Bielsa just put his arm around him and just went, "Ilan, if in doubt, put it out." Yeah,
1: yeah, put it out, right (laughs) out. Um, Yeah, someone tells me that he didn't do that. No, there is there is another side to this that we do have to talk about because uh, a lot of people said it. I wasn't the only one, but long before that happened, I did. I said on Twitter. Arsenal are pressing us really well and not giving Mellier much of an option in terms of his passing. The option that he tended to have was a lofted ball to Alioski. They basically man-marked everyone and left him spare. And if if he's having to receive a lofted ball over and over again, unfortunately, Alioski technically isn't really good enough to bring that down Especially if he's being pressured, because as soon as it was given to him, Bellerin would shoot in and Saka would shoot across to put him under more pressure. And he just isn't really good enough to be able to bring it down with a perfect Jack Harrison-esque first touch and find a pass to move us up the pitch. Very
0: few are, to be fair.
1: Oh, in terms of first touch, there isn't anyone. I mean, him and Zinedine Zidane, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so Arsenal do deserve credit for the way they set up. They really did make it difficult for us. Uh, and through the entire game, well, through the entire first half, really, we just could not play our way out. Uh, and a lot of it has been put down to Pascal Stroik being in the defensive midfield role. Uh, now, do, do not get me wrong on this. That didn't work. I, I, going into the game, I think that that's what I, I, I said on Twitter, that's what I'd have done as well based on the options, because he consistently will not play Dallas there, he will not play Shackleton there, and other than a couple of games, he won't play Click there. And I just think there must be a reason in training or something that we don't see that makes him so ready. Because of them, I I think from what I've seen of Click, although it's not his best, I think he can do it.
0: Well, I I know there's not a lot of evidence to go off, so you, you kind of take this as it is. But in the games without Calvin, we have uh, this season. We've only won one. That was at Villa, and even then, that was after Strike was taken off after twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, that's. A, I didn't realise that that was the only one. And yeah, because although for that twenty minutes he wasn't actually doing much wrong, he was going to get sent off though, wasn't Because he? he'd had a couple yeah. of fouls. Um, yeah, that is a good. Like as I would think, if Phillips isn't fit for Wolves. I, I, I mean, I actually think Bielsa will pick Strike in DM because that's what he does. But I'd really, now, I don't, going into this game, I was thinking, yeah, I am absolutely fine with this. I've, and, you know, it's Bielsa, I'll be fine with it if he does it next time. But I will think he's wrong this time. And I do think that we got that wrong. But I don't actually think that the fact that Strike was in DM was the reason that this game went wrong. I think it, was, I think it didn't help... But I think there was so much more. I think just overall we just didn't play well. And loads of mistakes and sloppy goals and everything. Uh, Stephen Horsman just messaged us saying I think Allison's against Leicester is a lot worse than Melier's. Uh it's it's really bad. I'm not sure it's worse because Alisson's... Allison's was more Casilla and Cooper running into each other in the playoff semi final.
0: The the thing I loved, I don't know we're not really talk about the the rest of the premier league but the thing, the thing I did enjoy about that collision was I don't know who the defender was now for for Liverpool I've, I've not kept up with that so, uh, I
1: think I think that one was Kabak chasing back
0: yeah and you can just watch like you can see him watching the ball the entire time and I'm fairly certain the only time he knows that Alisson has come out is about half a second before he swings a leg at the ball yeah <laughs> so the like you just watch him go, He's not a clue. He's not a clue. Even Alison must have noticed. He's not seen him yet. Oh no. Oh, there we go. And then Jamie Vardy with a nice bit of shithousing. I thought he was going to walk, like just jog it in the whole way at first. Yeah. Um, and full marks for, for that celebration for a, a tapping into an open goal as well, playing a guitar yeah. on a corner flag. Yeah, well, uh, he's
1: he's good at that sort of thing. Uh, obviously, losing Phillips, we've said we've both said for two se- two and a bit seasons now. Phillips is our most important player to the way that we play. You know, it, it's been talked about for ages. Everyone knows it. It's not a story. Uh, and so it's always a massive blow. But the main question I thought is with us, as much as I think Strauch did not have a good game, but I don't think that was the entire issue. But are we moving too many pieces about to compensate for Phillips not being
0: there? I I, I struggle to look at it any other way, to be honest. You... You look at the players that, that are moved around, and instead of saying to, I, if you, like, I still think you can have that starting 11, and you just rearrange it. So instead of having the, the solid looking partnership that we've had for the last few weeks, you've now disrupted that to move our best fullback to centre back. Potentially, they are currently our best centre back into central midfield um, and a young central midfielder to right back. And yeah. I just can't help but feel that you just think, Look, I understand we are not going to replace Calvin Phillips, but why are we disrupting our back four to replace this one position? Yeah. Like, if, I, you I, I,
1: if you just drop click into DM and play Shaq in midfield with Dallas
0: yeah i'd rather have i'd rather have a back four who who are all playing their natural positions who are gonna who you know on a decent run in a bit of form and if, if they are settled there why disrupt that for this one position you know um and like say whether you go with shackleton there or or with click like i'd rather have just a lesser version of phillips than a lesser version of Ailing at right-back, a lesser version of Strike at centre-back, and a lesser version of Phillips in centre-mid as well.
1: Well, there, there's someone out there who agrees with you. And they will be on this based off Twitter. I think everyone agrees with you on that. Uh, to play devil, Because I want to make clear, for the next game, if Phillips is still missing, that's what I would do. But to play devil's advocate, and I don't even think it's devil's advocate, because I still think there's an argument for this. And the, the strongest one is, it's Bielsa, whatever he says. Mm. But that's no fun for a podcast. There's, no, there's nothing to talk about in that. Um, I, as a, Strouk couldn't get on the ball and play his passes, and his passing range is not... He, to be honest, he probably is as technically good at passing the ball as Phillips is, but he doesn't seem to understand the role as well, and he doesn't. his, passing, his aggressive passes, like longer balls and stuff, don't seem to work as well the one thing that I would say is his job was man-marking Erdegaard and Erdegaard was never the issue that we were facing in that game. He was never the one causing us the problems. Mm. The, main, the main problem in terms of... was Bamford kind of... There were points where Bamford couldn't stay goal side of whichever one of Gabriel or David Louise brought the ball out. But that's 1v2 that's going to happen. The, in terms of the one-on-one duels, I do, I'm not sure I've ever seen a more one-sided 1v1 duel in a Leeds game than Saka against Alioski.
0: Yeah, I, and and to, and to be honest, I, I, when you look at uh, how well Saka has played these last 18 months, and, and I think how integral he is to their team at the moment, and the quality that you've got of Aubameyang on their left-hand side, and you put them up against... Alioski and Shackleton. It, it seems very much like a mismatch on the wings.
1: Yeah, it, it, it definitely was. Like Shackleton, I actually thought did fine, but he didn't. He, he didn't exactly impose himself on the role, but I, I think he did okay. But whereas was Alioski on the other side? I was not shocked when he got subbed quite early because I really thought he was poor in this game. Uh, he was. It wasn't like loads of it wasn't big standout errors like Melier made, but just every single thing he did, he seemed to be the sec- he seemed to be second best throughout. And they just again, it wasn't the single thing that cost us, but it just didn't work. As I said Stroud in the DM role, I think could work. It wasn't Stroud being in DM that was the problem; it, it was we us missing him as a centre back. I think. It isn't yeah. what he. Do- it isn't what he was doing. It's what he wasn't doing. It was a bit like jazz. We had to listen to the notes he wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. It, it just didn't work. Look, uh, Lively, you know you're in? You're in at halftime. You're three nil down. You've it's been you've been second best the entire way through. I mean, what we had one chance in the first half at Bamford Header, didn't we? Yeah, and that was what's it. Was the Penalty claim in the first half or the second half? Uh, Leeds has won uh, second yeah. half. Uh, oh. We didn't. You did mention it briefly. Um, the penalty that Saka got given and then taken off him by VAR. Uh, what did you reckon? I was surprised
0: it got overturned. If I'm not like, I don't think there was a lot in it, but Cooper gets nowhere near the ball and certainly leans into Saka uh, into Saka, who. I think you'd have to say he has made the best of it.
1: Yeah, but, I, I agree. I, I'm like a... You know, like I know that you're not a cricket guy, but you're aware of the concept of umpire's call. Yeah. Yeah, where it's really close, so whatever was the on-field decision stands. That's what I think that was. I don't think it was a penalty, because I think Saka kind of chucked himself over a bit, and there wasn't much actual contact. But I don't think it was a clear and obvious error. I don't think you can overturn that based on that video.
0: No, I I, I was surprised. <clears throat> and for, Briefly, I, I enjoyed the air.
1: Yeah, briefly. Well, um, you know, as I say, all went wrong. But, you know, you go out there, you think, right, better performance second half, not stupid. So after about 90 seconds, halftime substitute, Elder Costa tries to do some turn on the edge of the box, loses the ball. Uh, Smith Puts it across goal I think it was a shot I don't think he meant To do this And Aubameyang Has a tap in At the far post um, At this point I think the entire Leeds fan base Was about ready To kill Helder Costa Because I think uh, Everyone Everyone was Up to here I
0: I mean I heard there was Gale Force wins uh, Just before The second half Kicked off With the size Of Leeds fans When they saw Helder Costa Coming off Just Leeds fans Get Ah uh, Not Helder <sighs> and yeah like you say really didn't help his cause in, in those first 90 seconds
1: no it was as I said that was that's the thing that's, so, that's been so frustrating that I know that he's better than that that's why I was so and when he did it again I'll be on. I have for a long time been I tried I not even tried to I was a defender of his because I do think he's a talented footballer but at that point I was pretty much done with him and then for the 40 minutes that followed that he played really well yeah. <laughs> he was actually he then he then got going and played some good stuff. Which was it was important for him to do so because if he wouldn't have turned that performance around, I think everyone would have been done with him. Uh I saw like all there were people on Twitter going, Have you seen that at the back of the under 23s game in the background? I'm pretty sure that's Ian Perveda yeah. training.
0: Uh, I worry about some people. Like when you watch watching a game <laughs> Like, and you're picking things like that out. I worry about people sometimes.
1: Nah, they're just observant and we're not. Um,
0: I'm uh, not that observant because I don't watch the 23s that often.
1: But, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, David Stubbs just saying the fault was the defence repeatedly putting Melier under undue pressure by passing to him from halfway when we should be going forward. Arsenal employing the intense side press. This stopped him in the second half and we played much better. Uh, we, I mean, part of our style is if there's no pass-on going back to Melier. So he has to just be used to that. And by this point, I think he is. But we d- he did get the ball with very few options quite a lot. And, you know, so there was, there's definitely some truth to that. And, Le- and Arsenal's side press did drop off and Leeds did look miles better from that position. That's
0: for certain. You, I, know, I know this is pretty much guesswork on our part. Do you think if, say that game is... 2-0 going into half time or 1-0, that Arsenal could have kept up the intensity of that press into the second half?
1: Not for 90 minutes, but probably until 70-75, and I think that would have been enough. Mm. Uh, like, I don't think that... Because they, they are able to high-press anyway, and the high-press worked, but it was high-press plus they then just man-marked us as we man-marked them. So they would have had to do more running than normal. So I think it would have tired them out. Like, last 15 minutes, I think Leeds would have always got on top, but we were able to get on top a bit earlier because their performance did drop off. Yeah. Um, But there is then Leeds goals. Uh, As I said, Leeds got back into the game. Uh, Pascal Stroik with a belting header from a Rafinha corner.
0: Uh, Well, after after the Palace game, he was definitely due one.
1: Yeah, I did actually see a thing on Twitter afterwards. I don't think I mentioned it on here. But did you see what his individual XG was for that Palace game?
0: No, I haven't
1: it was, seen that. It was like 1.3, 1.4. Because <laughs> the chances two of the chances were so big. This one much lower, but this was a really good header. And it's good to see now that this is, I mean, it's far too soon to call it a pattern. But in terms of Leeds looking good at corners, we have to hold on to whatever we're given. That's two games in a row where he's looked a real threat from corners. So I'm now saying that he's going to get eight goals a season starting next season.
0: You, See, so you say real threat from corners. I say he was jumping against David Luiz.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. That is that that is a factor. I think that
0: takes away from
1: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think a competent defender um, deals with that, but not David Luiz,
1: though. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. It, it depends on what the starting position would have been, because Stroud did just get a run on him, and if I, I I'm going to put that down to good movement from Stroud and a good run and a good ball in.
0: You're a you're a kind man.
1: Yeah, and you know I we we need to take the positives out of this, mate, because we did really. It, I I don't want to use the phrase we some pride. Because if we'd have ended up getting beat 6-0, I wouldn't have been like, oh, God, they don't have pride in the shirt, they're this, for that. like Eddie, we had Gray been Eddie Gray, kids. Well, we did. <laughs> we kind of did do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, because so I, I think that's the wrong term. But we did. We showed something in that half. Like, the game was dead and we still really went for it and we still played as football and we still put in all the effort. And that's all that's what you want to see. Like the second goal was a really good goal, like an incisive pass inside the fullback from Rafinha to get Tyler Roberts in. Perfectly weighted, Roberts, good touch, perfect pullback. And Helder Costa finishes it really well. And it's good movement from Costa to get inside from the wing and get into that inside left channel. Like it's, it's a really good goal, is this?
0: Yeah, very encouraging to see Tyler Roberts making runs like that. Um... These last few sub appearances he's made have been have been a lot more impressive than kind of those few appearances he had at the start of the season. Uh, I noticed he still managed to get his customary back heel in. I think that was I think he that was what he used to uh, play Bamford in. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like you say, I thought Costa looked a lot better. And and to be honest, as kind of as the half went on. Look at, and I think we'd said last time that that is an Arsenal back line that you can get at. Like, and once we, once we kind of, and obviously this, this goes to Arsenal not pressing as as much in the second half, but it, they are, they were there to be got at. It's not a, a particularly good defense. Um, so once you kind of got that first and you saw us playing a bit of football. You did think by the time we got the second, the, the, there is a chance here because I, yeah. I wouldn't have—I would have put it beyond that Arsenal team to crumble if you know if we'd have got a third.
1: Yeah, well, when Helder Costa scored, there was still, including stoppage time, twenty-five minutes left, and I think that Leeds should have had a penalty not long after that.
0: Yeah, the I, the, the one is is an interesting one.
1: Now, what I will say is, in real time, when I first saw it. I didn't think it was a penalty. I thought that the defender had just come across him and just, you know, blocked him off a bit. Hmm. In real time, and then I saw it replay, and I thought, oh no, they have actually just sandwiched him here. It wasn't blocking him off, it was taking him out. Uh, And it was certainly a lot more of a penalty than the one that the referee gave for Saka.
0: Yeah, like you say, once, once you kind of get a couple of angles of it, and it is just two defenders coming in and just sandwiching Bamford. Um, I was one of the few times I've agreed with the combination of Jimmy Hasselbank and Graham Zunes.
1: which uh, Marcelo Bielsa would find a way to turn into a brilliant central defensive partnership.
0: Yeah, well, Jim, uh, to be honest, Jimmy Hasselbank, he, he could be the pro, uh, you know he could be the solution to all of Leeds' set piece issues.
1: But yeah, but not any of Burton's problems. Um, no. Yeah, it's still weird that Hazelbank used to take corners. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if we get that, because I'm not sure what minute that was in, but it it was it was definitely it was before the 80th, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we still had a better time to play.
1: Yeah, like, if we get that third. Then I'm not saying that we actually end up getting a point, and if we did get one, I don't think you could, we I don't think you could say we'd have deserved it. But if we get back to four three, I think there is a pretty good chance that we get something out of that game because Arsenal were starting to really drop off. I mean, admittedly. It's it's not like they didn't have chances in the second half as well. I mean, they at the woodwork. They the reason why Meliès' performance is not a Lonergan at Brentford slash Vrachubka performance yeah. in the second half. He made two or th- no nothing absolutely outstanding, but he made a few good saves, and he didn't make any more errors. You know, so he did. He got his head back on. That's why it was you know, a three out of ten performance instead of the one slash zero out of ten that those other ones were. Yeah. Um, The other thing to talk about about the subs, obviously, Tyler Roberts was very, very good when he came on. And I think that there is an argument for if we are playing Click as the DM, there's an argument for playing Dallas and Roberts based on this. Now yeah. I'd love to I'd love to see Shackleton play and actually get given a chance in central midfield because I think he's a good player who doesn't get enough minutes. But based on this performance, if Robert starts, he's earned a start. Uh obviously Costa won't start, but him turning his performance around after a really, really bad opening two minutes is good to see and it gives us another option. Hopefully he can get some confidence. But and so and he really has deserved this. We have a uh, we have talked about it a little bit on here, more me even you because you don't really watch for 23s that much. Uh but Niall Huggins getting a debut being thrown in at 4-0 down in a really tough situation, played in center mid for a bit, played right back for a bit, played left back for a bit. And in all of them handled himself well.
0: Yeah, Robbie got 2.0.
1: Yeah, Chlobby gots because he's Welsh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. and As much as I've ever gone on about uh, Bielsa giving some of the younger players a bit more playing time, there was a little bit of me thinks, really? Now? <laughs> <laughs> you think this is the
1: situation to you? Um, I, I think it said a lot about how poor the game Alioski was having, that he'd looked at a kid on the bench who was an attacking player up until this season and went, yeah, I'm taking my left back on and chucking him on.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I know we kind of fell into it with Dallas more because he, he kind of covered for us as, as as a full-back on a couple of occasions, I think even before Bielsa came in. Mm. Bielsa now knowingly going out of his way to see a right winger and going, no, I'm going to turn you into a left-back. Right-back, no, no, no. Left-back. Yeah. You're going to be an inverted full-back.
1: I think it it is because in our system, I think, what you need from your fullbacks is discipline marking 1v1, you need a ability to play incisive passes, and you need to be fairly comfortable on both sides if you can. So, it does kind of suit central midfield players <laughs> <laughs> to play as a fullback in our in our system. Uh, but I thought Huggins did really well. Late on, once he moved to left-back and he was up against Saka, he struggled a bit. But Struggling against Saka, there's no wrong with. Alioski got nothing out of him, which was where the problem lied. Huggins was second best to Saka, but he stood up to the test far better than Alioski did.
0: Yeah, like I say, a very, uh, very accomplished game from him. All things considered, you know, it could it would have been very easy. Uh, given the situation for especially with leads and it it kind of says a lot about the team we have now and the the group of players you going in three nil at halftime then conceding within the first five minutes that at lesser groups that we have had could have gone on to ship six or seven easily and that would you know wouldn't have done anything for anyone um but no like you know we 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 battled back into it and, and kind of turned it into a, a semi-respectable score in the end. And and it was nice that it wasn't just a case of, and it and never is with Bielsa, that, that we didn't just throw a kid on for the sake of it. That, you know, Huggins has been playing in the 23s, preparing for this, and got his chance and certainly now staked a claim for the, being the backup now at left back.
1: Yeah, and I think he'll be on the bench a lot now. Uh, I, I think it was uh, Dean Call on Twitter that said this, and I agreed with him. If we're going to have a few 23s on, he's quite a good option just because of his versatility. It allows us... It's almost like having an extra sub. And I know you can name nine now. but well, I we like, named, Well, I was
0: going to say, we only named eight.
1: Well, we di- well, no, our graphic only named eight. We did have nine. Like, Cresswell was on the bench. It just didn't say it on the graphic. Nah, it's not uh, there. Yeah, so he doesn't exist. It's a. I was going to try and find a way to make a QAnon joke, there, but I, I couldn't be bothered. Uh, the other thing, to, obviously Jack Harrison was the one that went off for Costa. Uh, Roberts came on for Click, and after the game, Bielsa said that he was grateful to Click for playing with a hip injury. I actually forgot about this until just now. One of the effects of sleep. Um, it's very odd for us to risk a player if he's got a knock like that. And it absolutely wasn't worth it because he did not have a good game.
0: No, um, it does explain a bit, I think. Mm. I th- but I think the other concern is when you when you kind of look at the squad that's available at the moment. I suppose the, the one realistic change you, you probably could have made would have been Hernandez.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised. If we were going to be playing a central midfield two of Dallas and Click, if Click wasn't fit, I know that, especially, see, if, if we'd have gone Dallas and Hernandez, we were man for man in midfield, both of them. It was, Sab- for the most part, Ceballos on Dallas and Xhaka on Click. As much as, obviously, Hernandez's defensive side, he isn't as disciplined as Click. Xhaka versus Hernandez, both of those players would be more worried about when Leeds have the ball. Hmm. So I don't think we'd have lost out defensively. And I do think that Hernandez... If if Click wasn't fit, which it appears he wasn't, I think that would have been the option.
0: Yeah, I'm still... As good as his sub-appearances have been so far, I'm still not there yet on... Roberts playing that role for ninety minutes. Uh,
1: go, I, now that I've now I've seen the game, I would have done that. But that's hindsight. Before the game, I would have said Hernandez.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's a tough one. I, I can sort of see why we did it, given Phillips wasn't there. I think if you have Phillips fit, then certainly I think that, that it's an easier decision to make. Then,
1: yeah. Uh, But, you know, that'll do. Um, I didn't actually... For once, I didn't get to see the under-23s game because, as I say, I was on nights, so I was asleep. Uh, But they won 3-0. And I honestly can't even remember who it was they were playing now. Uh, They were playing Reading, under-23s. It was a goal for Liam McCallan from a good cross from Crescentio Somerville. And then two for Stuart McKinstry, who... Hasn't quite jumped on as much as I thought he was going to going into this season, but he's he's sort of moved inside now and he's playing more as a centre mid because you know we can convert anyone to a centre mid now because
0: because total football
1: yeah uh, but he has been getting better and better at that role as the season's gone on uh, and both of his goals were pr- were good finishes. I was going to say um, that
0: is it the th- is it our third that comes from from pressing and we dispossess their keeper and. Getting a goal from that one, I think.
1: Yeah, that's the third. Gelhart kind of gets a toe in and he has a tap in from the edge of the box. But the second one's from good pressing as well and Gellhart ends up winning it. Falls to a street, good touch, and drives it into the bottom corner with his left foot. Yeah, it was a... by From everything I've heard and read, it was a good performance and comfortably deserved to win.
0: Oh no, mate. I was too busy watching Ian Pervé to get fit. Yeah. <laughs> Just staring at the, top, at the top little fraction of the screen like... Uh, his knee seems to be working all right. It's a bit blurry for my liking, but
1: mm. Yeah. Uh so yeah, this Friday, Wolves away. Uh, obviously we got beat one 0 at Ellen Road by Wolves, uh Raul Jimenez deflected gold. And th- it was a it, it was a bit of a crap game, wasn't it, the one at Ellen Road. Like we yeah. were the better side we were probably the better side and deserved more out of it, but Wolves sat back Absorbed the pressure, and made it difficult for us, and managed to get one on the break. Because I remember Max Kilman had a really good game at centre back, didn't he?
0: Yeah, and this was, this was the game, obviously, Calvin did his shoulder in as well earlier oh, in the Oh, yeah, season. when
1: Raul Jimenez kind of nudged him. A bit of a
0: yeah. Um, that description of it, actually, you gave it, it sounds a lot like the Arsenal game at home, where we also obviously didn't score.
1: Yeah, yeah, but the dif- the difference with the Arsenal game was I thought that we looked like we were going to score.
0: Whereas up against Wolves... Up, up, up until the second time we hit the bar and then you thought, ah, uh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> no, like you said, it was... It, I thought it was a, a relatively close game that I think we were edging for for the most part. Um, but the, there wasn't a lot going on in, in the final third for us. Now, if you'd have asked me to give a prediction on this on Saturday I would have felt so much more confident if I hadn't just watched them come from behind and look like a completely different team in the second half against Southampton
1: you see I, I've i only seen the very brief like you know like the three minute Sky Sports highlights of that game
0: yeah well I, I, I end up actually watching this one I end up uh, with the day off on Sunday so I watched this because this was this, I think this was one of the rearranged games because it was on Prime Hmm. Um, and first half, Southampton were all over them. Really nice goal from Ings. As you're just looking at this Wolves team. Who uh, there is talent in that Wolves team, but they've really struggled since since Jimenez, uh, as you know, as that's a uh, go off injured. But then second half, they just completely turned it around. Uh, you know, Neto I thought was absolutely fantastic for them. He's a good and yeah, they they dominated the second half. It would and fully deserved the win, mm. and they just looked like somehow at time they just kind of shaken everything off like this this poor run they've been on.
1: Yeah, I um, haven't got to I haven't got to see enough of him to make any sort of judgment. How did uh William Jose look up front? Because he's sort of a replacement for Jimenez.
0: Um, if I'm being honest, I didn't notice too much of him. Um. Their biggest threat Was coming from Midfield And it was mostly Through Neto Who was just The biggest issue For Southampton Could not deal with him In the second half
1: Yeah um, It's one of those With them Because I would think Because they have Earlier this season They did actually start Experimenting formation Whereas it didn't really work So they've gone back To that 3-4-3 That they've been playing For years Yeah Um, So their front three Are liable to be Willie and Jose at middle Adama Traore and Pedro Neto. who will probably switch sides at times, but you'd mm. think you'd think mostly Traore on the right and Neto on the left. But they do change, uh, so it'll be a tough task for you. Would you would hope? Now, back, yeah, you would hope back to Alios. You, would, I was going to say back to Welling at right back and probably Alioski, but we'll we'll see what happens in terms of that. Uh, it'll be a t- it'll be a tough ask whoever we play in those fullback roles.
0: Yeah, the I mean Traore is is one of those now where the, there was a lot of I don't want to say hype, but obviously there's a lot said about him in terms of his strength, his speed. And I, the, the,
1: and Twitter's getting to the, get the stage of being a bit weird. Like you'd think they've never seen someone with muscles before. Like, don't get me nah, wrong. He, not he's, just he's
0: muscles, a... oiled up muscles.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a he's like, but he's a freak athlete. You know, he's he's so athletic. He's built like a brick shit house. He can run like fuck. Mm. But the, all these like, oh, look at this close-up picture of his calves. Oh, Jesus! It's it's honestly it, looking at a picture of a diameter. All there is nearly like looking at the comments under an Emma Jones tweet. Yeah. it's it's weird. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was, I was actually a bit worried for Emma because I think she she recently posted on Twitter that it, it would have been her birthday. And she was like, once all this is over, everyone's going to come round for a drink. And I was like, Emma, you do not want those people at your house. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people looking at your feet. It will be <laughs> weird. Uh, um,
1: Wolves back for uh I don't... I don't know if Kilman will start. By the looks of at last game, it was Dendonka, Cody, and Roman Sice. I would think Kilman may well come back in. But uh, the wing backs were Nelson Samedo and uh, John Otto taken to the Matthews Bridge. Uh, who are you know that's that's a good wing back pairing as well. It's a, it's amazing actually how much they dropped off for losing Raul Jimenez. I know he's an important player to how they play and he's a good striker. But it really did drop off because I look at that team and I'm going to say I find it hard to say that they've been struggling so much. But that struggle thing, as bad as it was, it has got them 12th and two points behind us. Admittedly, we've got a game in hand, but they're not actually having a dreadful season. They had one really bad run. Yeah. But they, they're, they're, they're a pretty good side of Wolves and the way that they sit and defend will make it difficult for us. Because we'll probably with the way they play we'll we'll kind of almost end up in a four four two.
0: Football's turned upside down.
1: Yeah, so you might well end up with like in terms of pressing, like Bamford can't press all three, so we'd normally have the most attacking number eight go up, but it didn't really work the last time and we switched it. So Harrison was the one pushing up. And we looked a lot better. So we might end up with sort of... It'll be Dallas who marks, like, Semedo if he's playing right wing-back. And Dallas will play that sort of weird inverted wing-back thing that Bielsa likes. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we shape up because it will be quite a tough one to read going in. Uh, I, don't, I mean, you know, go, at least go listen to All Stats, aren't we? They will explain it well. We will. We will not. Uh, but if we do that, and then we'll end up with like an actual midfield pairing that sort of end up against probably Matinho and Neves. Yeah. And I, then Rafinha Ruf- think... will have to drop onto Johnny. And that way, we'll sort of... It, as I say, it's not quite a 4-4-2, but we'll end up looking a bit like that.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think obviously we'll all be kind of listening out for... The, I'm guessing the press conference is tomorrow and, and seeing if if Phillips is going to be involved or not. Or and, if Clique, and
1: if Click's going to be as well. Well,
0: yeah, true. Um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting kind of looking at and seeing what sort of state our team is in at this mm. point.
1: That's the other reason why I reckon stru- like if Phillips isn't fit, one, I would always think, Bielsa will play striking DM again because he fancies him there, and that's fair enough. But if we've also got other players struggling with injury, that kind of makes it even more likely.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I really hope we go back to that, to, to that back four that we had. Like, yeah. I really want that. I'd, I'd, again, like you say, it's Bielsa, so I'm willing to... I'm willing to allow it,
1: yeah.
0: but I still think I'm right.
1: Yeah, he's, he's not infallible. You can. St-
0: he'll tell. He'll I, tell you himself.
1: By all means, everyone out there can think he's wrong about this, and it's just if they therefore think that he's not a good coach because of it that I have a problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now it's a. It'll be an interesting game. This one, I think it's BT, isn't it? This.
0: Ah, oh, Christ! Yeah, so, I, say, uh, I say that as someone who doesn't have BT. That's why.
1: No, but you have the internet. Yeah, so you'll be fine. Uh, so yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to sort something out for. I mean, I'll be up for the game, obviously, but I'll need to make sure that I don't accidentally sleep in too late or anything like that. So. Uh, what's
0: your sleeping too late for an eight pm kickoff?
1: Yeah, well it depends what time I finish work. If I don't get done well <laughs> if I don't get done well like eleven a.m. It, yeah. it could be it could be it could be iffy. Um so what is your prediction for this one, mate? Uh I'm gonna
0: I'm basing it off kind of how the last game went, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this ends as a draw. I'm, I'm like you say, I, th- I think the numbers they can have back, I think we'll we might struggle with that a bit. Um, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say we finish in a 1 1 draw.
1: Um, right, I was, were well, you gonna go 1 1 as well? No, I was kind of positive for the Arsenal game. I went for a draw, I think, but I w- it was a positive one and it didn't work, so I have to go back to being negative now. Uh. I don't rate us as much when we have to play in weird shapes to compensate for opposite form, for other teams' formations instead of just playing in our straight up one. We've got a few players missing. I am going to just for the sake of my own sanity assume that Phillips isn't going to be fit and then it's a lovely bonus if he is. Uh so unfortunately I don't fancy us for this. I think we we all we almost always score. But I think uh, I'm going to go 2-1 to Wolves, unfortunately. But hopefully, the normal thing of if I'm negative, leads win, kicks in. Yeah. So I think that will do us for episode 107 of the Mighty White's podcast, unless you vote to add.
0: Actually, I, I'm going to throw this in quickly because there's, there's one thing that's annoyed me and one thing that I was really happy to see in the last couple of days. Huh. Now Le- Leeds have of kind of are pushing a raffle for a signed marching out together T shirt, uh, which, l- which l- as l- you can <laughs> there imagine, been any
1: knobheads? Well, <laughs> you wouldn't
0: know because Leeds have had to block the comments on Twitter, huh. which they are able to do. So you can see that there were knobheads, but as you, you can can't see
1: people s- calling them nobbeds. Yes. <laughs>
0: And it's again this whole thing, and people go, "Ah, oh, you shouldn't be bring politics into football." Like, you know, love is love is not a political leaning. I'm sorry if that's how you think. I'm really sorry for you.
1: Tell tell like, that to nihilists, mate.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> and it, it's annoying to see because if if nothing else, if you if you don't want to support a cause or anything like that, then I always think your your outlook should at least be look. It's not for me, but each to their own. That's not how I feel. But, <laughs> and unfortunately, it's certainly how, not how a lot of other people feel. But
1: I, I don't believe th- anyone's ever said it better than the Jim Jeffries' line of, if you're against gay marriage, don't marry a gay person. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> other than that, it's got fuck all to do with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just, just, if, if you don't like
0: it, fine. Don't watch, Don't marry a gay person Don't watch gay porn I don't know I can't imagine it's much of a problem elsewhere <laughs> um, You know It's a great cause Leads leads are supporting um, and, there's, so, and the flip side of that is The one that uh, The person who's not going to get sick anytime soon Is the money that Pat Bamford has raised Auctioning off his shirt From scoring his 100th goal to the goal against Leicester I believe it was um I, also, I, This
1: this one I didn't actually see. I heard he'd done another really nice thing and just Yeah, thought, <laughs>
0: there was there was a load of a load of laptops were stolen from uh I think it was Leeds Schools, and Bamford has basically auctioned off one of his shirts to raise the money to get them replaced. Because as we've found out time again, Pat Bamford is just the loveliest, most well educated footballer we now know. Um, yeah, um
1: Apparently Marcelo Bielsa said at some point that if one, if one of his daughters was going to end up with a footballer, he'd want it to be Calvin Phillips. I Yes, he, that would be lovely. But I think that there's an argument for it being Pat Bamford. Yeah. Um, you know, you're also marrying into, you know, old money, not just new money there. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: yeah, it, it's great, you know, it's great to see. I, I don't know. To to some degree, especially certainly with players, there's always those who who are conscious of the social issues going on around them and, and kind of what's happening in the local community. It's just so nice to see both the club and indi- and players on an individual basis just being part of of the community and supporting causes and things like. That. You know, obviously we did the we did the quiz the other week that Bamford came on for. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's 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 a lot that the club does, which is which is absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, and well, all is, and all, and all stuff. Thing. I
0: imagine that Ken Bates would look at and go, "Why am I provo- providing water for African children?" Like,
1: <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's one of those things. Like that, it's something that a lot of people have said, but it is true. It's not just that. Um, this team is great to watch and brilliant on the field and playing some spectacular football and all of that stuff. It's all. It also just appears to be a really great group. Like they all just seem to be really nice, with one notable exception.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I always find it funny when it was um, was it do you, do uh, do you want to win when that first came out? Was it Berardi, basically of his own accord? Was, was getting a ticket to go see that and then it was him who lobbied the club to get involved with that and I, th- and I think that was all, that was before Radrazani, wasn't it? It, it? Yeah. come in. And he's um, back
1: in, He's back in training now.
0: Yeah. If, if you <laughs> did you see the video they put on Twitter for him? It's just a montage of him sort of jogging around the training ground to Eye of the Tiger. Oh, <laughs> I, did, I didn't see
1: that. I saw that Sampdoria's one from his birthday got posted again where Sampdoria put one up from his time there, went happy birthday to Gaitan Baradin." and it was just 50 seconds of him booting people up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not been... even, oh, he got the ball and the man. No, I mean just booting people up in the air.
0: This was, this was just short of him jogging up the steps at Leeds Town Hall or something like that and, and turning around and going, I'm the greatest. <laughs> it's like, got me pumped up, though. It's, it's very nice to see him back in training and and... Uh, you know whatever happens to him kind of going forward from here you know it'll it'll be uh, it'll be sad to see him go but I do hope we get to we get to see him play for us one more time at least
1: yeah well I, I think I'm guessing it'll still be too soon for him but I believe the under 23s also play on Friday like earlier in the day before the first team do I I would hope I'd love to see him turn out for them but I would think it'll be a couple of weeks before we even see that yeah, uh, you know.
0: Just... Oh, oh! Big twist. Baradi comes in at centre back alongside Cooper. <laughs> Ailing moves back to. It's, that'll basically work better, to be honest. You don't do a lot of running at, at centre back anyway.
1: Yeah. God, could you imagine? He just gets chucked straight in. No under twenty-three is games have all always time out. Oh, the, Davi- could...
0: the David Sommer.
1: Yeah, the most unbeelte thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: As I put, yeah, I mean that's still one of my favourite surprises of just Ah, oh, Davy Somers starting against Hull. And we're, we're playing one up front. And it's just him. Oh god, I
1: remember that game actually. <laughs> know, was it was it Hull or was it Forest? No, I, I can remember him being chucked in no f- didn't f- I can remember him just being chucked in for a game and it really didn't work. No, because he hadn't played in about a year and a half. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was a broken man Oddly, I, I am friend. He's one of the people I'm friends with on Facebook. For some reason, when I was younger, I thought, "Well, I'll just add as many Leeds players as I could." And
1: yeah.
0: um, you know, I think we all tried to add Sanchez Payne at some point, who now has a radio show on BBC Radio Leeds. So, fair play. Oh, is to that him. what he's doing? Yes, he he has a I, I think a late night show on Radio Leeds. Um,
1: that should be a good episode. Of will it be thirty five up the next one?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was quite nice seeing pictures of David Somerat with his family in, in, playing in the snow wearing a leather coat it was nice
1: yeah I'm, I'm I'm not sure how old Sanchez Payne is now we might not have had 28 up yet
0: I was going to say I, in my <laughs> head he's still like 21
1: yeah but well, I remember him being promising youngster and scoring that screamer that I want to say Farsley uh, it, I don't it, know Levin- if I was
0: there for, I was going to say I don't know if I was there for that one
1: it will have been Farsley or Geisley. I think it was Farsley, but it was an absolute screamer. And I think we won five 2 but <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, that will do us because I need to get sorted and stuff for work. So that'll do us for episode 107 of the Mighty Whites podcast. We're on Twitter at Mighty Whites pod, where some of you may well be watching it now because we actually had a fair few more live concurrent ones than normal for a decent amount of this. Uh, we also mightywrights com. The stuff we write goes up on through it all together, which is at THIU and through it If you want to get in touch with that, it's a thru it's all at gmail.com. Uh for the most part, I get to check those emails once every couple of days. So if if you don't get response straight away, don't worry, I probably will see it. It just with my work schedule, it might take me a while. Um, have you out to add, KC? Uh,
0: only that the interview i did today where he asked where we where they could find the mighty White's podcast it doesn't roll off the tongue quite as easily as it does for you at this point
1: well Casey, remember we are talking to a guy who said and i'm connie yeah <laughs> you know which isn't your name no so, so yeah i'm, not, I'm that- not gonna lie that wasn't that wasn't a high point no, it, it was. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it it, it wouldn't have been funny if you'd have meant it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I think that that is us away. Hopefully we'll get a good result on Friday. Uh, Leeds then play again like Tuesday, don't they? Leeds, Leeds play tw- quite close together. So we will probably be back sort of maybe Sunday through the day. I reckon it's probably most likely. Do you know if you're working that day? Not a clue. Ah, well, fuck it. So, yeah, that'll do us. I've been Jack here.
0: I've been KC. Have a good one.
1: In a bit.